Okay, dudes, this is, uh, should be like, I don't know, video one, I guess, principle one of the kind of series on exercise physiology, how to be better, how to make better decisions about your health by knowing what's going on inside your body. So first and foremost, your body, your brain, everything that is regulated it's all meant to keep you alive the name of the game is like survival so whether that means things are going great you got plenty of food you got plenty of shelter all this stuff then things don't have to work as hard but when you are stressed when it's hot when you're dehydrated when you don't have food other systems need to like kick on and, and kick into gear to keep you alive that's the name of the game so Throughout all of this, just think, what does the body need to do to keep me alive? And that's what it's gonna do. That's what it's gonna do. And anything extra, it doesn't want to do. The body hates change. And that's kind of the topic of the day. It's called homeostasis. Homeostasis. Basically, homeostasis is a steady state. When you're at rest, where does everything that you can measure fall? So like, where's your blood sugar? Where's your blood pH? How much oxygen does your muscles need? Uh, what's your temperature? All these things, they're not going to be constant because they're, you know, things are constantly happening, but they're going to be pretty much in this tight range. And if it gets outside of that range, then your body needs to do things to bring it back, keep it in that range. If it gets way outside of that range and your body can't handle it, other things need to happen or things are gonna break or you're gonna get sick or you're gonna die. So, I mean, if, for example, if you can't regulate your blood sugar, that's diabetes. And if you really can't regulate your blood sugar for a long enough time, that's gonna be, you know, death. Unfortunately, so again, what we're talking about today is homeostasis. The reason we're talking about this is because it is, again, kind of an overarching principle that your body tries to keep you within, to keep you safe. So we're gonna talk about it today. We're gonna build on it later, but I wanna set this foundation uh, today of some different, some different topics, some different um, um, baseline, some different baseline information that I think is gonna be beneficial when you're making decisions on how to eat, how to exercise, uh, who to be friends with, where to live, all this stuff. So um, your body has like hundreds of different, hundreds of different systems to keep things in check, to keep things within these tight ranges. Some of them are inside each individual cell. Some of them are in, in different organs. Almost all of your organs are meant to have some sort of regulatory effect on some attribute of your system. So, for example, your lungs are regulating how much oxygen and carbon dioxide are in your bloodstream and muscles and body. Your heart is regulating how quickly that gets through to your body. Your pancreas is regulating how much insulin is being produced, that sort of thing. How this works is there is a stimulus. Always, there has to be a stimulus to start. Your body has to have a receptor for that stimulus so it can read what that stimulus is. It's gonna then signal the main control center, usually a part of your brain, 
that is then going to signal to some sort of effector cell or organ to do its job and then that cell or organ is going to kind of bring that stimulus back down to where it needs to be for example temperature temperature goes up there's a sensor in your body that reads that hey temperature is going a little higher signal to the brain brain's like yo we need to be sweating to bring that temperature back down pretty simple but there's literally hundreds of different maybe even thousands, I don't know, a bunch of different ways that your body can regulate and micro-regulate and then keep regulating uh, these different attributes that you can measure. That's negative feedback, by the way. Um, when something is, like, say, up and your body wants to bring it back down, it's opposite. It goes the other way, too. That's negative feedback. Positive feedback, there's not a lot of things, but positive feedback would be, like, a childbirth. Like, baby enters the birth canal, pressure on the cervix, that stimulates the brain to produce more oxytocin. Oxytocin. That oxytocin tells the uterus to contract harder. More pressure, more oxytocin, contract harder. More pressure. It's a cycle until that baby is out. And then it doesn't need to produce oxytocin anymore because there's nothing to, to squeeze against. That's how they induce pregnancy, by the way, too. They give you a fake oxytocin, and it signals your uterus to contract harder. Fun fact for you. So... Exercise is just a challenge. Let me back up. If you aren't challenging these systems, they're not going to get any better. And then you're only going to have you're only going to be able to handle that level of stress. So if you've never been stressed and then you undergo stress, your body is going to have a hard time of handling that. For example, like if you never run a mile, you've never run a mile before in your life, you've never run, if something happens to where now you need to run, it's going to cost a lot more. It's going to take more energy, it's going to be it's going to take longer or whatever for you to run that mile than somebody who trains that way on a regular basis. Same thing with weights, same, same thing with anything. But I think it, it happens a lot of different ways too. Like if you never eat well, that's not a very good one but yeah it works in a lot of different ways food exercise um the stress of like taking a test if you're still in school that sort of thing like if you never practice taking a test you're going to be stressed when you take a test and it's not going to be as easy as if you had practiced that's why practice works because you're you're stressing your body it's going to adapt to that it's going to get better and that's all exercise is is just undergoing a stressor that's going to challenge what your cells and your organs can do and then giving it time to recover and then build and get better and it does that literally by controlling which genes are turned on or turned off and i say turn on and turn off it's not like a yes or no it's like this one might be off and not producing anything it's still there this gene it's not like throwing it away this gene you might make like 10 copies of it this gene you might make 100 copies of it this gene you might make 10,000 copies of it just depends on what it is so there's different levels of on and off but exercising turns on certain genes to make certain proteins that then help you handle stress and different types of exercise then turn on different genes so running at a low, slow pace, 
that doesn't elevate your heart rate that much versus box jumps where you're jumping as high as you can and then taking a long rest before you do it again, those are gonna turn on different genes for different lengths of time, but they're also gonna turn on some, some same genes and they're all, again, meant to adapt to that stress. Um, you can also adapt to like environmental stress. So again, if it's hot, if you're training in the heat, if you're training at elevation, that's gonna challenge the way that your body does things and it's gonna then turn on certain genes that help to handle that stress in the future. So we can kind of hack it, I guess, or we're, we're studying it more and more, like which types of exercise produce certain results. We're gonna talk a lot more about that in the future, but just know that it all comes back to this homeostasis. Your body is trying to keep things within a certain range and when it can't do so, it's gotta make some changes. It's gotta, it's gotta get better, it's gotta adapt. So um, a few different ways that it does that, we don't need to know the details. All of this comes from some of my background in like exercise physiology I took in college. This is just like one section of a chapter on homeostasis. A lot of it gets dry. I know that a lot of you don't really necessarily care about biochemistry or biology, but I wanna put a lot of these things in terms that are usable and strip away the jargon and strip away like the scientific piece of it but again, give you the control to make decisions on your own because everybody's different. And for somebody to say, hey, this is good and that's bad, well, everything is everything is relative and everybody has their own situations. And so I think if you have the tools, the, the background, the foundation, you can make your own decisions and then be healthier and be happier and have it come a little bit easier. So let me know if uh, this has helped. If it has, maybe share it with a friend or a family member, that sort of thing. If you have questions, please, 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 please comment below. I'd love to answer them. Maybe I'll make a follow-up video that explains things uh, in a different way, if that's necessary. Um, but I'm gonna be making a lot more videos. It's gonna build on top of this. It's gonna get you know more into exercise and nutrition and, and just kind of giving you the tools to make some good decisions on your own. So. Thanks for watching. If you like it, you can subscribe. I'm gonna, again, I'm gonna be making a lot more videos. That way you'll know when they're coming out. Otherwise, uh, hope to see you again, or I guess I hope you see me again. You know, all right, thanks.